Welcome to another exciting episode of the Street Photography Show podcast. I am your host, Mark Rossi. On tonight's show, I will be speaking with Arpita Garud, based out of India. Welcome to the show, Arpita. Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me in your podcast. Thank you. So, how did you get into photography? So, photography for me was from my childhood, I guess, uh, as I was painting. The, those times were, you know, old times. I We just used to have these Kodak cameras. And I used to, I, I was, my, you know, my family's photographer for every small functions. So I, and um, yeah, I mean, I used to click uh, portraits a lot. I used to love that. I used to click uh, birds a lot. Actually, professionally, although although I'm not a perfect professional photographer yet, I'm, I'm just learning every day. Uh, but, you know, I started it two, three years ago. Uh, when I was there in Nashville, in USA, Tennessee. So uh, in winters, when everyone is uh, in their houses covered with their quilt, but I used to go out, I used to love the sun in winters, and uh, I used to go to, uh, you know, downtown, and I used to click pictures, uh, and I used to click more portraits over there. For me, it's it's like street photography is like a storybook, you know, mm-hmm. you go to the bed every night and you read a storybook, uh, the same storybook, if, even if you read the same storybook many times, but every time you get a, a different aspect. So it's the same for me, you know, I go to the same street every time. But I used to get a lot of new stories. So even if you check my Instagram, I hope you must have checked my Instagram. If you have checked my uh, photo, uh, photos, uh, in those photos, you'll find some um, stories and some captions where I'm, I'm mentioning the story. I'm just creating one story through the photos. You did mention you like painting. And so you have basically a creative soul. You you really are a creative person in the sense that you like to, you know, you like to dabble in many forms of art to basically express yourself, which is great. And you're right. In your case, you you are a photographer, yes, but you're more importantly and and first and above all, you are a artist. Photographers are artists, but usually, you know, when you talk to a photographer, they identify themselves as a photographer. But I can understand why you identify as an artist, because you do have other passions that are creative outlets for you. And that makes sense. Looking at your Instagram feed, I see some fantastic work. And, you know, there's you mentioned that there's stories in those pictures. And I've been photographing for quite some time. And I will tell you that a photograph for me has to be a story or it has to be a story that's captivating. It has to be something that will just draw the viewer's attention because... I mean, there was an old, uh, there was an old saying back in the day, and I don't know if it's still being said, but it's true. A photograph, if it doesn't grab you, it's worth nothing. And what that means is, you know, if you look at a photograph and you just stop and you're like, whoa, that means it's a good photograph. That's how they used to judge contests back in the day. I mean, I remember when there was Kodak in Canada. Now they're not here any longer. They've closed down several years ago, you know, because of the decline of film. Every week they had Sloan nights. And those basically were nights when photographers would congregate. They had an auditorium there at Kodak and they had an auditorium where we could all, you know, gather and basically just showcase our work. And it was a free event. It was from a marketing perspective to bring in 
potential client, uh, customers and show them products and, and whatever, right? It was great because, you know, photographers from around the GTA area would come in and bring their work and people would critique it and we'd have coffee and cake and all that afterwards and discuss the, the photographs there. And it was really great. So basically, photography is a story, along with other things like composition. I think that the story is what is one of the most important things. And so going to your Instagram, I, I noticed there was a photo of a individual who caught my attention. I didn't have to scroll very far down to find one of these pictures. It's a picture of a gentleman. He's a um, very colorful image, by the way. Beautiful. And that's what I like about a lot of your work. It's very colorful. Thank which you. tells me, obviously, you like to shoot in color. <laughs> um, there's not too much black and white there. I, in fact, I don't think I saw any. But uh, th there's this image of this individual here, elderly man. I just, I love the color, the background. It was posted on October 22nd. For the listeners, you can go to her Instagram, which we will mention at the end of the show, so you can check out her work. What's the story with this guy? Because, I mean, like, that look that he's giving you, the way he's got his hand, looks like he's holding something, the, the environment that he's in. So he looks like a shop guy, like a shop owner. He he was he was I I went to one hill station here in India that it's called Manital. He was a local guy. He was just you know selling tea. Uh, and I just asked him uh, you know to I I just went to buy something and I actually liked his eyes. So yeah. if you if you just you know look at his he's eyes got like the Mona Lisa the, eyes. Yes. <laughs> it's like he's looking at me wherever I go. Look, can you hear my voice going away from the mic? Can he see me? Can he see me? Is he looking at me? Yes. It's kind of freaking me out. Yeah, and he he has uh, uh, green eyes. Yeah, and, and very beautiful eyes. And, you know, and with those beautiful colors in uh, his cap, the, the story behind this capture was this guy having this beautiful eyes with the wrinkled face. Yeah showing that those struggles so so he's making those struggles so beautiful that at this age even at this age he's selling the teas uh you know on top of the uh, on a one hill station so so the struggle that makes it beautiful the light beautiful so i'm just trying to you know i was just trying to show that I mean, I think you did that with this image. I mean, it really is a powerful image. That's really the best way to describe it. You're right. The eyes are very powerful. So when you're walking around, uh, what gear do you use? I have uh, a Canon 60 Mark II. And what lens? I Okay, so usually I use 50, uh, you know, 300. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, depends on what you want, right? You know, when I'm in, yeah, when I'm in studio and I'm clicking professionally, then it matters, you know, the technicalities, all the technicalities, it matters then. But when I'm in the street, I'm, you know, just trying to be in the moment. I, that's what I tell everyone, you know, be in the moment, capture the moment. You're saying basically don't worry so much about the gear, just get out there and shoot, which is true because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, look, I, I shoot with a Olympus. Uh, yeah, I like the Olympus cameras. I've been using them for about now for street photography. I've been using them for near a decade. 
And it's just the camera that I have really fallen in love with when it comes to street photography. I have other cameras, but the Olympus EM10 and I have the Mark 1. I have the very first one. I don't have the Mark 3. I don't even know if they came out with a Mark 4 before Olympus got, um, you know, basically sold off to OM systems now, I think it's called. But, um, because Olympus sold off their imaging division and I believe they go by OM systems now. So it's a completely different entity that owns them, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, I have the Olympus camera and uh, I love it. And I don't, it's like you said, I don't care about the the technicalities. If I cared, I would have bought the latest and greatest. I would have been up the, at the latest Mark three or four or whatever it is, right? So I actually have two of these cameras and one of them, I have a 25 millimeter prime. It's a micro four thirds camera. So the equivalent of a 25 millimeter is a 50 millimeter. And that lens is superb. It is sharp. And then I have a pancake zoom lens, which is a 3.5. It's like considered their almost kit. I don't think they sell it with the camera, but it's almost considered a kit lens. When I take images with that lens, you would not be able to tell. Like, honestly, after I put it through post-production. Even my mentor said, why do you use a 300 for street photography? I said, I'm getting good pictures. That's it. The tools are dictated by what you want to achieve. So I guess that leads me to my next question. It, it sounds like when you go out, you already have an idea of the kind of image that you want to capture. And what I mean by that is not necessarily the subject matter, but you have an idea of, okay, I'm going to work with a 300 today because I want to shoot distance. So it's not like you go out with a 300 millimeter lens without knowing that, you know, I'm going for this certain perspective, right? You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I do. So, yeah, I have uh, already in my mind that uh, I want to uh, capture from distance. And, um, you know, for me, as I told you, it's it's kind of it's it's like a movie and I'm the director. Right. So when I say cut, it should be paused. Right. So that's how, that's how I capture the moments. That's how I capture the faces. And I like faces. I like portraits. You know, if you see my Instagram, uh, you'll find, as I told you, you'll find more, more, uh, stories over there. And as I am a writer also, I write, uh, you know, love poetries a lot. Okay, I'll tell you two incidents here. So one is I captured, you know, uh, faces and people and cars all around uh, the street. And when I came back, I found two pictures. I posted on uh, Instagram and I made a reel also. So in uh, in those two pictures, one picture was of a couple, young couple holding each other. And I clicked them from the back. And at the same same place, uh, the another picture was of uh, the older couple holding each other's hand. So it made a beautiful story that, you know, you go from love grows from here to here. So you mentioned it's only been three years that you've been photographing, correct? Yes. yes. So did that come on due to COVID? Yep, actually. I used to click photos a lot, but uh, yes, uh, street photography happened uh, because of COVID, I guess. I think, you know, I because <laughs> I've been speaking with other people. In fact, one of these other people were one of the other individuals that I, you know, asked to be on the show and we had a chat like you and I are having now. And he was saying the same thing that, uh, 
uh, you know, he got into it because of the fact that COVID and lockdown and all that. And I, you know, when you think about it, I would not be surprised if a lot of people used street photography to keep themselves sane during that time. And as a, as a consequence or as a result, whichever one you want to use, um, now we have a lot more street photographers. <laughs> True. And that's a good thing. It is. It absolutely is. That's why I say consequence. And then I'm like, as a result. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, a consequence yeah. could be good. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, that's fantastic. So, I mean, you know, this journey is really new for you. Let's be honest. Yes, it is. It is. And uh, there were, uh, you know, I joined a few uh, groups on Facebook and on Instagram. And, uh, you know, my I used to post my pictures and it got selected for, you know, a picture of the day, picture of the week. Yeah, I hope one of those pictures was the old man there, the old, uh, the old, the old dude, because that's a that's a wild picture. Oh, that I, I haven't yet posted it. You know, the listeners, they've got to go and check out that picture. That is a freakingly good picture because it reminds me of that shot that Steve Curry took. The Afghan girl. Do you oh remember that God, photo? Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, oh, everyone remembers that. Automatically, that's what came to my mind anyways. Because if you think about the dynamics of the two pictures, they're quite similar. You know, he he's in a pose that she was very much in a pose uh, similar to his. The eyes, uh, they just, it's the eyes, right? They they both had interesting eyes for people being from a certain part of the world. Um, you know, that's just a reality. And they were just beautiful eyes and very captivating the way they were looking at the lens. So that's great. So you are, you know, you are still maturing as a photographer. How are you finding the journey thus far? And do you see yourself continuing to do it? Oh, yeah. So, you know, as I told you, I'm an artist and art art for me is, uh, you know, food to my soul. So be it poetry or be it photography. So, okay, here I'll tell you another incident. So once I was just enough, I, I was I was going to one uh, fair, trade fair, and uh, I was just uh, uh, keep keeping uh, my cameras with me and uh, I was just clicking the pictures and People thought that I'm from the organizers. I'm the, you know, a, a photographer appointed by the organizers. So they were asking me to come to their stall and, uh, you know, capturing their products. And then I understood that, you know, they had misunderstood me. And I told them, no, I'm not a, you know, official photographer for this uh, exhibition. And then I was just clicking and uh, suddenly I captured one, uh, one, one face. And uh, he was 70 years old, young man, I would say, uh, because he was so, uh, you know, so he was looking so young and so dynamic. And I just showed him the picture. I went to him and I showed him the picture. And he said, uh, this is this is the first picture in his whole lifetime where someone has captured him smiling. Wow. Yeah, I was surprised how it can be true. And he said, yeah, it is true. And then... He became my uh, client. I mean, I did uh, shoot for him four or five times in his family functions. You know, that's the way it kind of started for me too, actually. I mean, I don't know if you heard the intro to the uh, show, but 
when I was growing up, I started photographing family events and when we went on trips and, you know, when I went out with my friends on our bikes, because the camera that I had was a rangefinder camera, it was very pocketable. It was something that I could throw in, you know, the bag or whatever. It was, and even in my pocket, like I used to wear baggy shorts so I could put that camera in my shorts, but that's what I did, right? I was photographing pretty much whatever I could. And so I, I can relate with that. And it seems like that's a very common journey for a lot of new photographers. They start out photographing pretty much whatever because, you know, they're like, oh, I got this camera and I want to learn and I, I'm excited. And then I think, you know, sometime later you start realizing, okay, well, I'm getting bored of, you know, photographing this or, or, you know, you might say something like, oh, but you know, I really like photographing this as opposed to that. And you start photographing that new subject matter or whatever, that different material that you discovered. And that's kind of what happened with me too, right? Like, I mean, in the early nineties, I started really figuring out that this is who I really am as a photographer and this is what I really like as a photographer. I mean, if you look at my work, my work is more black and white. I do some color, but it's mostly black and white and it's mostly in your face sort of photography, right? It's more in your face street photography. So, you know, I'll have to go right up to a person and take a picture of them and really not care if they want a shot or not. That's kind of the way I train myself to take my photos. And there have been times that like, you know, you had mentioned the 300 mil. There have been times that I've used a more telephoto lens as opposed to, let's say, a 50 I'll be honest with you, it's not my cup of tea. I, I don't think I like telephoto lenses too much for street photography. I still prefer a 50. I've tried 35 and I find it to be a little too wide for my liking. I have used 35 on occasion, but I, I, well, I would say 90% of what I do is always around a 50 millimeter focal length. As you continue on in your journey, uh, not just with street photography, right? But with photography in general, I think you'll find that you'll get to a point where you'll say the same thing. You know, this is who I am as a photographer, I believe. Everyone has his own style. And that takes time to figure out because, when I, like I said, when I started, I was like you. I didn't know anything. I just took what, pictures of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's what, like, you know, as uh, you were just talking, uh, so that reminded me, uh, I actually bought my first DSLR camera in uh, 2012. And uh, I used to capture pictures, but... Uh, I didn't take my photography so seriously. Yeah, as I said, three years ago, because I used to click pictures a lot, even before uh, that. But why I mentioned three years? Because these three years were, uh, you know, more of the photography, more of learning, more of going out and more of clicking. I, I would specifically mention these three years. Well, let me ask you this. So, I mean, you, you know, you're an artist, so you do other things as well to express yourself, right? Because that's what artists do. They express themselves. As a street photographer, what emotions do you feel when you're photographing? How do you feel behind that camera? You know, when you're out there walking the streets, what kind of mood are you in? Is it liberating for you to be out there and shooting the streets? Do you, do you have more of a mindset that it's like, oh, I've got to do this. And like, do you get frustrated sometimes? Like what keeps you going, I guess, to go out there? Cause you know, it's been about three years now that you've been shooting the streets and what is it like for you? How, how do you feel as a person? How do you, how are you emotionally? And you know what I mean? 
you know, I I just try to discover the untold story while I'm, you know, capturing the moments in the street. And sometimes, you know, it may be funny, or sometimes emotional, most of the time, you know, emotional because I write a lot. Sometimes it's related to love and uh, sometimes subtle moments. Uh, but for me, if I tell you personally what I feel, so photography has taught me a lot. Uh, I'm still a student, I told you. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm grooming every day. For me, it is technically and spiritually teaching me the same thing that everything in life is temporary. So just be in the moment, live in the moment, you know, capture the moment. If you think about what a photograph is, it's to your point. I mean, a photograph is basically a snapshot in time. And if you look at, you know, if you look at some of those very old photographs from early 20th century, you really pause and you really think about that person or that subject matter and that time and what was going on. And I mean, you're right. It's, it's something that will be here long after we're not. I find that to be very precious because there's no better way to record history. I think photography is one of those things where it captures the moment and it leaves the door open for questions. Everyone is trying to uh, discover the untold story. Like you have captured something and uh, viewers have a different aspect. But, you know, emotions can be different for everyone. You know, if I'm capturing one, as, as uh, the picture of mine, you mentioned that old man who may be thinking, you know, he is happy. I may be thinking he is uh, having struggles and he's showing his struggles, his tense. Or uh, someone else uh, maybe, you know, just saying he's busy and he's just uh, thinking why this lady is uh, clicking my picture and he's angry at me. Well, that part of what I like about street photography is that challenge right there approaching people and just taking the picture and don't worry about what happens after it takes a lot of skill because a lot of people don't have the nerve to do it or they don't they have to build up the nerve and that's sometimes a very difficult thing to do but as a street photographer you know that's something that you do have to overcome and that is something that you have to learn because it is a skill you know, I've said repeatedly that you can use a camera that has a screen on the back that tilts, you, you know, so that way you become a little more stealthy and, you know, maybe people won't really recognize that you're photographing them. But then there's those times where I feel that you should still put the camera up to your eye because that picture is never going to be the same as a picture that was taken in a stealth mode. I totally agree. That's one of the reasons why I still shoot film on the streets. Is because a film camera does not have any technology like that. It's not digital. Mm -hmm. You just put it up to your eye and you take the picture, right? And so people, when you when they see you doing that, they know you're taking a picture. And the older cameras, let's be honest, they were shutter slapped. They were louder. So they're going to even hear you taking the picture. They're going to hear that shutter going off. I think people have to do that. Um, that's actually imperative. In my opinion, as a street photographer, that is an, a skill that is essential. It is. It is, yes. What's one tip you can give the listeners, you know, after three years of doing it? It'd be great to hear what, you know, let's say a beginner photographer would say to other photographers as a tip. Like, I think that's, I think that would be interesting. Just, uh, you know, keep your gadgets with you, keep your machine with you, just go out and uh, be in the moment, be in, you know, live the moment, just capture the moments and, you know, picture will happen. You just, you just enjoy the moment. You just be in the moment. In your part of the world, I think I would have a lot of fun in the moment because you're in India and 
India is very vibrant. It's very colorful. That's it's beautiful, really, when you think about it from a street photographer's point of view. Like that's something that I I still have yet to do. I have yet to, and kind COVID kind of screwed that up for me because I was scheduled to travel to Europe that summer. That where everybody was in lockdown. Part of the reason why I was traveling to Europe was I was going to go visit certain places where I knew the ambience, the atmosphere, where I knew I'd get some really cool shots. So when I think of places like, you know, India, Istanbul, places that are very interesting and, uh, you know, uh, you know, places like the Middle East, these are places that I still as a photographer would like to go visit because I know the images will be out of this world. I know they'll be breathtaking and I know I would have the most fun because I know when I'm when I'm in a really good mood, I tend to take really good pictures. <laughs> you know, that's something that's on my bucket list. And you know, you being in India, I mean, you're there every day. That's that's like a blessing. Do you do you recognize that? Do you recognize that you're in a place that's absolutely incredible? Yes, because I I uh, India is actually actually you know culturally uh, rich. Uh, it has a lot of festivals throughout the year. So you know, be it Diwali, be it and every part of the India, you'll find different culture, different language, different colors. Uh, you know, different look and feel of the buildings of uh, uh, other architecture, the people. Uh, you know, they're dressing up differently. You know, so it's very uh, colorful and very vibrant because it is different. The one state is different from another state. In Maharashtra, you'll find different colors, different uh, kind of, uh, you know, dressing. And in Rajasthan, you'll find different. Even in Rajasthan, you'll find yellow city, blue city, golden city, pink city. So the architecture is all pink. The architecture is all blue in the city. That's called Jodhpur, the blue city. Yeah, I mean, I think that honestly, if you were to take pictures like that dude, and if you were to make like your entire feed that, I'm telling you, you probably get like a million followers. I think I'm just giving ideas away now to the listeners. Like, oh, it's like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that, right? Because that's amazing photography. I love those colors. Colors like that and the way they add to the story, I think it's absolutely dynamic. And and I ask you if you recognize that you're in a beautiful part of the world, because let's be honest, a lot of times people don't really feel motivated where they are. I know sometimes when I go out, I almost say to myself, ah, I got to go downtown Toronto again. It's sort of mundane at times, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still a nice walk out and I still find the positive in it and I still get great images from my street walk. I think I have to put life on hold and I have to go somewhere like India and I just got to live there for a year. And the only reason why I'm going to live there is so that I can venture out and photograph every day. You know what I tell people. So uh, even here, I am from Rajasthan, and I live right now. I am living in Maharashtra. So uh, I I am from Jaipur, which is capital of uh, Rajasthan. And I tell people, uh, if you come to uh, Jaipur to you know visit Jaipur, you just have fifteen days at least in your hand because uh, you know Jaipur is. I mean, each and every city, I can tell you, it's not just for you know you you just go for two days and you just uh, visit places and that's it no no you have to live for 15 days at least in one city and experience the culture experience the architecture the you know beauty of it feel it explore new places unexplored places there are so many things to do 
So in India, where you are, I guess, specifically, are there other photography groups? Have you looked into that? Is there Are there other groups that you can join? There are photography groups. There are street photographers. Uh, there are, you know, uh, photo walks they are conducting every weekend. Yes, these things are happening. And even there are uh, famous uh, street photographers here in India. In uh, Delhi, uh, he's uh, Vineet Vohra is his name. And, uh, oh, I, I appreciate his photography. It's, you know, quirky sometimes. You know, in your part of India, like where you are specifically, is there any groups nearby you that you can be a part of? Yes, 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 there are. I think it's important to have that because you can bounce ideas off of like-minded people and you can share opinions and experiences and learn basically from one another. Yeah, when we go to a, a photo walk on weekends, we go to one particular uh, area and then I just wonder everyone's click is different. You know, I, I'm the type of individual that I want to be open to different cultures and, and, and different cuisines and different ideals and different languages. And I, that stuff fascinates me personally. I love that. Listen, Arpita, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I've had a great time speaking with you, learning more about you, talking about your work, and just wanted to thank you. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me here. And what you are doing, very good and very commendable job, taking, uh, bringing all the photographers on one platform and uh, getting their experiences, listening to them. I also think it's cool to have photographers from around the world joining and discussing their photography and getting to know them. I think that's wild. So thank you very much. You can check out Arpita's work by clicking on the link in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to follow and highly rate the show as it allows me to continue creating more content for you, my awesome listeners. Also, don't forget to join us next week as new episodes are added on Fridays. Until next time, keep walking and keep clicking. This is Mark Rossi. Bye for now.